Welcome to another episode of the Blank Project Podcast, where we fill in the blank with whatever you want, whatever you need, wherever you are. No judgment or expectations. I am your host, Aspen, aka AG, because it always makes me feel cooler, and I am so excited for today's guest. Um, Just in case you didn't know, sport has been an impactful part of my life. There's really not a a lot of my life experiences that do not have sport involved, which is crazy because I actually cannot walk in a straight line. However, it has allowed me to personally develop and have some amazing experiences that I couldn't have even dreamed for myself. As a Black woman, seeing other women that look like me in areas of sport that aren't necessarily athletes gives me so much joy. And this is why I'm excited to introduce you to Ashley. Ashley obtained her bachelor's from the University of Tennessee and master's from the University of Florida. She works, she has worked at all levels of sport from the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, four positions at the University of Tennessee's athletic department, the NCAA, and the Kansas City Chiefs. She has been named the U. Uh, University of Tennessee Knoxville alumni 40 under 40 a women leader scholarship sports women of color scholarship recipient and the only black alum to be named Miss USJ this Southern Bell currently serves as a player engagement manager for the NFL and most importantly she is just just she's just doing it I don't know how else to explain it this is just what she's doing and she's doing it she's doing it she's doing it well welcome the powerful and wonderful Ashley Smith to the blank project hi Aspen oh my goodness (laughs) can you do that intro every time I walk into a room I I swear I need to make you my personal hype woman but um thank you (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so thank you so much for having me on today really looking forward to talking with you Man, I'm so excited. Just um, thank you again. I know you're busy. You're out here moving and shaking in the concrete jungle or whatever they call it. You know, I'm from the South, so <laughs> I be riding my buggy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I want to start off um, with a really simple, but I believe can be a powerful question. So I was talking to my mentor and um, she asked me, um, what was my sports story? Like, how did I get into the world of sport or I realized that I wanted to be in that space? And so I'm going to ask you the same thing. Um, what is your sports story? Yeah, so I will try to give it to you um, as quickly as I can. But I, similar to you, am a Southern Belle. I grew up in Jackson, Tennessee. And from second grade to my senior year of high school, I played basketball and um, I, I knew that I wanted to be connected to the sport when I went to college, but, um, and I grew up being a huge Lady Vols basketball fan, but I knew that I wasn't um, skilled enough to play at that level. And so, um, you know, I was at an award ceremony where I was being recognized for one of the top seniors in my area. And it just so happened that the keynote speaker was Joan Cronin, who was the women's AD at the time at the University of Tennessee. And um, I remember one time she said to me, um, she just said, you know, hey, Ashley, I know that you are considering Tennessee and Alabama. What would it take to get you to Tennessee? And I said, well, if there was an opportunity to work with Coach Pat Summit and the Lady Vols basketball program, it's a done deal. 
And um, she laughed and said, well, I think we can make that happen. And so I had a chance to um, go to UT the summer before my freshman year. And to be a student manager, you had to try out. So I went through the tryout process of working their basketball camps and um, was selected to serve as a student manager. So I had a chance to do that four years while I was in college there. And from that experience, I knew that um, I for sure wanted a career in sport. Um, and so I left, when, once I graduated from Tennessee, left, went to the NCAA, had a chance to serve as a postgraduate intern planning national championships in different sports. Stayed there for a total of three years. Um, and they kind of when I was interning, they extended my internship three times until I could become full time, um, became full time for a year and a half. But in that process, I, I just missed working with coaches, student athletes and administrators on a regular basis. So came back to Tennessee and worked in football, starting out as like our head coach's assistant and then working my way up to becoming the assistant AD for um, player relations and development. And then from there, I went and worked with the Kansas City Chiefs during the summer. And then most recently, I'm in my role as um, a manager of player engagement at the NFL. That's okay. Freaking amazing. Talk about, (laughs) so there are a couple of conversations that I've been having over the course of this season with entrepreneurs. And one thing they do talk about is like shooting their shot. And that has to be the craziest shot to ever shoot. Like, yeah, sure. I'll go to your school, but like, (laughs) I'm trying to work under past summit. So unless you can make that happen, like don't have a conversation with, I'm like, that's, that's some really powerful (laughs) stuff. That was bold. (laughs) Yeah, no, it really was. But I also, I'm a firm believer that you know, God will position you and he will give us favor to where we can have conversations with people that we wouldn't normally have access to. And so I'm a firm believer in shooting a shot, but also I had to say, hmm, what are the odds that I would be recognized this Mm -hmm. day in a room full of hundreds of people? Two, what are the odds that the women's athletic director for the University of Tennessee who hired Pat Summit would be in the room? Three, what are the odds that she said based off my smile when I was being recognized, she was drawn to me for, for her to even ask me what, what did I want? Right. And I feel too, the Bible says that we have not because we Mm -hmm. ask not. And so I just said, you know what, if I am in the room with this woman and there are all these circumstances that I just mentioned, and I don't walk away with some type of opportunity to make my dream become a reality of work with the Lady Vols, then that's on me, right? Because I felt like God put me in the position, he put me in the place, and he put the person that I needed to have a conversation with right before me. And so, yes, I firmly believe that you just have to shoot your shot, right? And if you make it, great. But the saying also is that you miss 100% of the shots you never take. I'm balling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Man. So, um, as also in that conversation with my mentor, um, she talked, she laughed at the fact that I talked about how it wasn't, um, my sports story didn't involve being a traditional athlete. I tried really hard. I did mm-hmm. the kids camps. I did all of those things, but I had a, um, I've always had a very high sense of discernment and self-awareness. And I knew that it 
like mm-hmm. if it had anything to do with like matching shoes, matching uniforms and all of those things to that extent that it wasn't for me. Like I was not made to be an athlete. I was <laughs> I was made to be in athletic spaces. So um, is there any yeah. advice that you'd give to anyone? I'm specifically talking about young women in sport because this field, mm-hmm, I always want to highlight a women working in sport. So is there any advice Mm -hmm. that you would give a young woman that's entering the athletic world that doesn't necessarily identify as an athlete? And because sometimes when you don't have that, that athlete card, then a lot of your credibility Mm -hmm. comes into like, they don't, they don't think you know what you, what you know. Yeah, for sure. No. And and I think that's a fair assessment, right? Because I feel like even when I was you know, trying to become um, a Lady Vol basketball student manager, I kind of fell into that feeling of, oh, I'm working around these, you know, these women's basketball players, and I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. to play at this level, right? And even there are some people that I worked with, and as you mentioned, like, they weren't even athletes at all. And I think that um, it doesn't matter, right? I think there are so many different avenues that people can go and sport, whether it's becoming an athletic trainer, becoming a director of basketball operations or football operations, or getting into sport marketing, whatever that looks like. And so I would say, whether you have an athletic background or not, just know that that doesn't qualify you or disqualify you, right? Um, And I would say, just be open to the different opportunities that are available and be confident in yourself. I think at the end of the day, when it comes to people working in the sports world, Um, you just have to be hungry. You have to be willing to work hard and take the mindset of no job is too small, but also you have to be confident in yourself that whether you're trying to be an athletic trainer or you're trying to be a manager of player engagement, um, you, you have knowledge around the sport and you can contribute and make whether it's the work environment or a team better than it was without your presence being there. Um, and like you said, you were at the bottom, you worked your way up to the top, to the top. Um, your, res- your resume is stacked. You yeah. have experiences. Um, so what's been <laughs> yeah. a, um, the best and most challenging part about um, how you've navigated your professional career? Yeah, okay. so I would say the best piece has been setting what I would probably say are pretty high and lofty goals and being able to achieve them. Um, And I'd say the most challenging part has been really being patient and trusting God's timing. Um, And especially as I kind of reflect on this summer. So going back, as I mentioned, when I first kind of told my sports story is that Um, My last role at the University of Tennessee, I was an assistant AD for player relations and development. So I was a part of like the senior staff um, within the athletics administration, but also, you know, was a supervisor within the football space. And, you know, we just had some changes in leadership that led to people just changing roles and trying to figure out their next steps. And so for me, I had an opportunity to stay at Tennessee, but it would have been more so like an entry-level opportunity in a different department, just because we got in a new football coach and he wanted to build Mm -hmm. his staff the way that he saw fit. And so I came into an agreement with UT, kind of the conversation was, you know, 
love to have you stay. This is kind of what we're thinking. You know, it would be like more of an entry level in their fundraising wing. And I just, it wasn't of interest to me. Like I said, I worked my way up. So why would I go backwards? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of the comment was made, well, why don't we give you three months to find your dream job? And obviously if someone's saying that to you, they're basically saying like, you know, we either kind of like you take this opportunity or leave it. And so I remember I didn't tell my dad and typically um, I'll kind of like get his advice on different decisions. And so I just agreed that they'd give me three months and I would figure out my next steps. And so, excuse me, May 1, I left Tennessee and didn't have a job. And so spent, you know, um, four months this summer just applying and interviewing and reaching out. And I remember at one point when I first left, I was like, oh, no big deal. Like, I know all these people in the space, like in the sports world, like I can call on my mm-hmm. uh, my contacts and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, sure, we'll help you. We'll make a call, whatever the case may be. And for whatever reason, um, different things fell through. And so with that, I realized and felt that God was telling me to lean and depend on him, but also to trust that like what he's put inside of me is sufficient. But at the same time, going back to what I said earlier, just betting on myself. And so I reached out to the Chiefs. I reached out to the Titans. Um, and then I also reached out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just kind of mm-hmm. expressing, you know, yeah. who I am, my experience, and, you know, expressing an interest to assist them in any capacity. And so I had a chance to serve as um, a player personnel fellow with the Chiefs, which basically... Um, was a a new program that they were starting for women to give them more experience on the football side as it relates to scouting and evaluating talent. And I remember doing that. And then um, two weeks left into that internship, again, Mm -hmm. at this point, I had interviewed with like the NBA, um, another NFL team, some different colleges, but nothing was really sticking. And I remember you know, there were two weeks left and I was laying in bed and I was like, all right, God, so you know that I have two weeks left of this internship. I need a full-time job, but if I am to leave this internship and not have anything, I'm going to trust in your timing and that you'll place me where I need to be when the time is right. And I kid you not, the next day I'm in the office working and the NFL and she was just like, hey, do you have um, some time to talk this afternoon. And I was like, I emailed her back and was like, to be honest, my availability is only until like 1.30 PM. I'm traveling with the Chiefs to play Arizona Cardinals. And so I just kept like refreshing to see if I would get a response. And all of a sudden my phone is ringing and I see a New York number. And so I answer it and she's like, oh, hi, this is such and such from the NFL office. I apologize that our timeline has taken so long. And in my head, I'm like, can we just get to it? And uh, I remember muting my phone and being like, all right, God, regardless (laughs) of what she says, like, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to be cool. And she was like, yeah, the team thought you did an awesome job. And uh, we would like to offer you the role of being a manager of player engagement. And then she starts talking through like salary and benefits. And at that point, like I had checked out because I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, They even told me that 600 people had applied for the role and I I was the one that they wanted yeah I mean yes it was like highly competitive and so um I think for me I learned the importance of 
you know, like I said, trusting God's timing. But even as I was like applying for these different jobs, yes, I'll be honest, like the NFL role was the desire of my heart. But I said, God, you placed me in the position, the organization, the city and state where I need to be. And whatever that looks like, I'll be good. Like, I'll trust that you have me wherever I'm supposed to be in this season of my life. And so I think there was a level of peace that I had taking this role that I maybe haven't had with um, previous roles because I would like pray like, Mm -hmm. God, please bless me with this specific thing versus saying like, no, I'm mature enough at this point to say, bless me with your will because I don't want to be out of alignment with where you'd have me be in the season. Right. Oh, that's so great. Oh, that is crazy. That, That is so wild. And okay, so here you are like the mm-hmm. mecca of sport like you just it's yeah. and like you just you're touching the hem of the guard like of sport like yeah. you're right there right and yeah. so you're able to yeah. see things well obviously you've worked at every level um you've seen a lot of mm-hmm. things um, where do you think the sport the world of sport as it relates to women really women of color will look like in in five years do you have like any inkling I mean, I definitely think that, you know, in five years, that'll be 2026. I think that we will continue to see women of color um, in primary and leadership roles and positions in both, you know, our our premier sport leagues, whether it's the NFL, NBA, um, MLB and whatnot, um, but then also in entertainment as well. Like, I think that we'll... we'll begin to move closer to this space and point in time where it's not so uncommon to where you see black women, Hispanic women, Asian women um, in leadership roles, whether they're calling the shots um, and really having a seat at the table. And I'm hoping too, that that will be the same as far as, you know, women of color taking on entry level um, positions as well, because as we talked about, even with my career, I started mm-hmm. from the bottom, as Trick would say, and like worked my way up. I don't feel like I'm here yet, you know, but <laughs> but definitely, you know, worked my way up. So, I, so I think there will be more representation for sure. I, I agree. Both I, I, there's have been slow strides, like over the past, like two, three, maybe even four years, that I feel like sport, like women in sport. Um, women of color in sport and it's not like they never existed but it's like everybody is paying attention and I've just been watching everybody turn their heads to these people that have existed (laughs) you know people that like people in sport or specifically women when they were looking for people to look up for they were looking towards some of these names that now um you know, large networks or anything else, like their people are like, oh my gosh, look at this person. And we're like, girl, we've been here, but thank you. So I like it just like that continuous exposure. Yeah. Um, I think we'll do so many beautiful things for the world of sport. And I know you're excited for it and I'm excited for it too. But yeah, for sure. And I definitely think that um even with minority women, I think that we are becoming more confident, right? And more courageous in going after what we want. Cause I would say even in full transparency. So like with my interview process, it was, you know, a three round um, interview and I had a total of five. 
And I remember kind of talking to um, someone that I know who works um, for a, an NFL club. And they were saying that like, yeah, I don't know if you should go for this position. Like I've heard that they want a former player. Right. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I heard that comment, but I had to let it go in one ear and out the other and just be like, you know what? I'm going to interview so well to where these people will feel like, you know what? Maybe our original plan was to go with the former player, but this woman is so knowledgeable. She's so confident. She's so personable to where we feel like we have to have her on our team. Um, and, and I think that that's kind of what it's going to take and what we'll continue to see is other women saying, you know what, I don't care you know, who might have been in the role before me. I don't care what maybe they're ultimately looking for. I'm going to show them why I'm the best one for this, for this opportunity. Okay. Well, I mean, girl, you got this resurgence, this confidence, this ain't nobody going to stop me. I ain't never seen a ceiling in my whole life. So if this is (laughs) because this is the vibe that you're on, (laughs) where do you you see yourself um, in 10 years? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So personally, I see myself married and with children. Mm -hmm. Professionally, I see myself, I would say, in a leadership role, whether it's with the NFL or the NBA, and maybe even in a leadership role of having my own business. Um, But I definitely feel that in 10 years, I'd like to see myself in a space that sometimes isn't quite common for Black women. I think sometimes there's this misconception that, oh, if it's a Black woman and she's incredibly successful in her, in her career, and she doesn't have a personal life, she doesn't have a family. And I want to be one of those women who debunks that myth and can say, no, 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 no. I can be a boss in the right. business side of things, right? But I can also be a wife and a mom as well. And and succeed in both roles. So that's ultimately where, you know, I see myself in 10 years. I'm excited for what, I'm excited for what 10 year addition, like what that Ashley Smith is going to look like. Cause I like, I can't, there's, there's been such a, a huge transition um, in your professional life, in your personal Mm -hmm. development in the last three, four years, like giving yourself space to make the whole 10. I'm just like, bro, like my mind is blown. And it's like, this technically don't have nothing to do with me. I just, I'm just sitting here like, woo, let me put my seatbelt on girl. It's crazy. Um, So if you could go back into, wait, go ahead. No, you're fine. And I I, I was just going to say too, I'm definitely someone who, you know, it's kind of funny sometimes because people ask me like, five, 10 years, what does that look like? And while I mentioned those things to you, and I definitely believe in my heart that that's what it will look like. As you heard, I mentioned a number of things, right? Because I think that as I've learned too, as I've gotten older, um, to be open, like every job that I've had at this point, I never once said, oh, I want to be a manager of player engagement at the NFL, right? Like, as I mentioned earlier um, in this interview, I started out, a women's basketball junkie. And that was what I thought was going to be my path. Um, But I've learned just to do my job well, work hard, develop relationships, 
evaluate every two to three years. Am I growing in a role? Do I feel fulfilled and happy? Do I feel challenged? Um, and then as opportunities come along, okay, be open to at least take a look and see if it makes sense. And if it's something I'm interested in to go for it and, you know, just kind of allow things to fall into place the way that they have. And so I think for me being open and kind of flexible versus stuck on this certain career path or trajectory, it's given me an opportunity to work with so many different um, brands or heavy hitters in the sports industry, as I mentioned, whether it's Tennessee or the NCAA or the Kansas City Chiefs and now the NFL League office. So I would definitely tell young professionals and even more seasoned professionals just to be open. And while you may have this ultimate goal, whether it's a CEO of a, com of a company or whatever that looks like, don't stay stuck on a particular path as opportunities come. Because I know for me, every opportunity that I've had, I can look back and say, man, I'm so grateful that I had this experience because it ultimately prepared me for mm -hmm. my next. Well, you, so if you could go back in time and whisper some advice that, you know, to your younger mm -hmm. self, um, first of all, would you actually give your younger self advice? And if you would, what would you tell her? I would. Um, I would tell her to, one, trust God and all that she does, right? Um, I would say to, to dream big, right? Like if the dreams, like it's kind of cliche, but I think it's true. If the dreams don't scare you in some way, you're not dream, dreaming high enough. Yeah. Um, three, I would say wholeheartedly go after everything that she wanted. And four, I think the biggest thing would be never to dim her light for anyone. I, when I look back, there are times where um, I have dimmed my light um, because maybe I sensed that other people felt some type of way about me, whether they were like, you know, the, the whole stuff like, mm -hmm. well, who does she think she is? Or why is she going after this? Or why is she going after that? Um, and what I've learned is that not everyone that's around me, not everyone that, you know, maybe at one point I thought was a friend or whatever the case may be, can handle the light that God has placed inside of me. And that's okay. But also it's so important to always stay true and confident to who I am and never allow myself to dim my light for anyone. Um, and, and I think also working to get, getting to a place I would tell her too of, don't get so caught up in people's opinions of you, right? Like man's opinion is so fickle. Mm -hmm. People will love you one day and hate you the next, right? But I think as long as there's support of God, family, true friends, then all the other stuff, it really doesn't matter. As long as, you know, I'm living a fulfilled life. And like even coming here to New York, you know, I, I moved here a week before I started the job, excuse me, totally terrified, was questioning uh, my decision to even apply for the job, let alone agree to move to New York. And I think after I got through the first day of just being like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? I have come to love it. And I have moments where I, whether I'm walking around in Brooklyn or I'm walking in Manhattan or riding on the train, coming to her from work of just being like, wow, like this is my life. Like 
a concrete jungle where dreams are made of. I'm truly living out my dream every single day. Yeah. Um, but I think too, having a chance just to prove to myself that, you know what, girl, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, those, those would probably be my five tips that I would give to the younger version of me. Shout out to the younger you. And the, the present you, the present you is boss. You know, the, the younger <laughs> you, she had to learn the lessons so you could get to be the boss you are today. So shout out yep. to you, little Ashley. <laughs> yep, baby boss. <laughs> <laughs> baby boss. Oh, man. Um, so, okay. The year is 2022. I have to stop watching sci-fis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So are there any goals I know you're saying like you've said several times you want to stay open um and mm-hmm. not necessarily put um create a box for God to cre- like birth things through but you just want to be open to yeah. whatever but in yeah, the sure. year of 2022 like do you have professional or personal goals that you're like look I know we're not in the box no more Lord but if we could just have it go this way I'm not gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my word for this year is live and it's a simple word, but for me, it means a lot just because I'm someone, when I reflect back on, you know, my twenties, um, I'm someone who just, everything was just work, like Mm -hmm. go to work and come home or come home and then pull up my laptop and work. And I think with having the word live be my focus for this year. It's really focused on just embracing where God has me in this season of my life and just enjoying. I mean, there's so much to do here in Brooklyn, whether it's going out and about and supporting black owned businesses or, you know, treating myself to spa days or, you know, going into the city and enjoying a Broadway play or going to a rooftop bar, like all these different things. And so for me, I think it's just a matter of embracing new experiences, but also like letting my hair down and having fun um, in the midst of, like we said, working in the number one um, organization in sports and entertainment. And then I think from a professional standpoint, I think really being intentional and developing quality relationships, whether it is within the NFL, but also beyond like the NBA, the MLB, um, MLS, like there's so many sport organizations that are here. You've also got Nike and Mm -hmm. you've got like, um, from a fashion standpoint, you've got like Fendi and Dior and, you know, blooming to all these different places. So I think just really pushing myself outside of my comfort zone Um, and just seeing what's there. And even like, I have a friend, she's a model and she's like, oh my goodness, I, here's this campaign that came up. I think you should apply for it. Right. And so I think really becoming in touch with my creative side and that really like feminine side, because I think too, sometimes we, as women, as we advance our careers, sometimes we feel that we have to carry ourselves in a certain way versus allowing ourselves to walk and like our femininity um, and having fun with that. And I'm someone I love like hair and makeup and fashion and all that. And what better place to explore and tap into all this 
than you know the state of New York. And so yeah. I'm really looking forward just to gaining new experiences. Um, I also can be a homebody. So I think like, <laughs> so I think, you know, just pushing myself to get out and just have fun because, you know, it's kind of surreal. Like I was like, wow, I, when I moved here was 30, you know, no kids, no significant other. So almost kind of like living that American girl dream of just up and leave, you know, just getting up, packing up all my things, moving to New York and starting a whole new life. So I'm like super excited to really just get out here and live. That's so great. I'm excited for you. I believe that women, especially black women, black women work really hard and continuously for no reason there are things that we didn't even know people hadn't done and then black women do them and then I like oh for the first time ever and we're like whoa 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 when did this even happen so they're constantly you know pushing you know new boundaries or whatever so to hear you say that I'm really just out here trying to live life and enjoy myself my prayer is that more Black women, more women of color in 2022 lean into that. They lean into, yes, professionally, I want to be successful. I want to be at the top where I have these internal um, desires, but also like, I also really want to have some fun and I want to play around with um, different things or, you know, I want to be able to push myself socially in certain areas. And so I'm excited. <laughs> But you know, I'm always, I'm, I'm always excited for everybody else. I just be like, oh yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> I just, I just stay yes, happy for you're people. An amazing cheerleader for so many of us women. Um, and I'm with you. Yes, I, no, seriously, oh, I'm just with you. I think we black women, yeah, we we do feel like, oh, we have to work harder than everyone else, which oftentimes that is the case. But I think we have to remember not to neglect ourselves in the process, right? Because I think even when we look at COVID, I mean, it just showed us that life is not promised to anyone. And I think I've seen times where women have given so much of themselves to a job and have been so loyal to where at some point, for whatever reason, they've lost their jobs and they look back and just say, man, like I, I missed out on so much life for the sake of this job that basically had me here today and gone tomorrow. And so I just think it's important how we just keep right. it all in perspective. And I want to be someone, I think even, um, you know, it's kind of funny. I was pretty nervous before moving here. And my dad was like, what in the world? Like you are 30, you don't have kids. Like you're single. Like you should be so pumped about moving to New York. He's like, you're not even excited. Like, why did you even decide to take the position? And I told him, I said, you know what, dad, me, excuse me, deciding to apply for this role and accept it was so much bigger than me, but part of it was about creating a Mm -hmm. legacy for my children. I want to, one day when I become a wife and a mom, I want to be able to say to to my kids that mom lived, she took risks, she didn't have regrets, you know, maybe things that didn't go my way, I learned from it, but I want them, I feel like when I was younger and my parents, you know, um, as you know, my mom is deceased, but Um, Both my parents growing up poured so much into my brother and me and just really encouraged me to go after what I wanted in life. And so I believe that my life, I want my life story to show my children and not just be something where I spoke to them about they could 
do and become whoever and whatever they wanted to to be and accomplish but I want them to really be able to glean from my experiences that like yeah there are no limits to what I can do if I you know put God first and work hard and go after what I want so this move to me a big piece of it is about not only the legacy that I want to put forth or establish for my children but also for other young black women who may see me or hear my story and, and want to do the same. Man, and you've kind of touched that, you kind of touched on it already in your last question, but also like just throughout this whole conversation process. And so, but I do, just in case, you know, you have little, little extra whatevers. Um, what are you enjoying most about uh, living in Brooklyn and, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that you've learned about yourself thus far that maybe that shocked you or that you kind of knew, but you were like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely it. Is there anything that sticks out to yeah. you? Yeah. So I think what I love about living in Brooklyn is the culture. Um, you know, prior to living here, I lived in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and while, you know, I love Knoxville and that will forever be a home of my alma mater, um, it just wasn't it's not really diverse. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was a tough environment for a young black woman, especially a black woman who is a professional, mm-hmm. excuse me. And so I think what I love about being here in Brooklyn is that I see so many of my people, right? Like there are so many black people here, but even beyond that, like so many cultures and races and ethnicities, and, you know, I can be walking in here anything from like Spanish to obviously English or French and just so many, it's just, it's like, this place is such a melting pot. Um, I also love that there's often a lot of different things to do. Um, There are a lot of black owned businesses, which I think it's important in supporting um, black owned businesses. But then even, you know, I can, easily get on the train and in about 30 minutes be in the middle of Manhattan Mm -hmm. stopping at some of the most iconic places whether it is a Dior or Prada or Gucci or Bloomingdale's and Mm -hmm. um, I think there are just so many endless opportunities that are here and so I absolutely love it I think what I've learned about myself is that I can adapt I feel like I've been able to adapt very quickly to just the way of life here. Um, You know, whether that's like transferring trains. Girl, I remember the first time that I was in the subway system, was terrified (laughs) and was like, I'm just going to have to take Ubers everywhere because there's no way I'm going to be able to figure out this train system. I see the G train and the F train. And now I'm like, okay, you want me to meet you where? Hmm, Never been there, but let me put it in my phone. And next thing I know, I'm transferring like three trains to get to wherever I need to be. And so you're already better than me. I just would have stayed lost. I would have stayed home and be like, I got to finish reading this book. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. No, like it's been cool. Like just figuring out the train system. Um, And I think like one thing I have noticed is that my pace when it comes to walking is insane. Because like everyone here is (laughs) walking and moving with a purpose. Like I had some friends come and visit two weeks ago and my friend was like oh my gosh like walking with you I feel like I'm doing a freak workout she was like I swear by the end of this she said like when she got home 
from spending the week with me, she had lost five pounds, which I'm like, hey, that's good. Like, I mean, hey, you're helping her be the best her that she can be. Okay, we're being healthy in 2022. Like, hey, and she was just like, oh my gosh. Like, so it's, you know, I think I'm truly embracing becoming a New Yorker. Um, So that's been really cool. I love that. I love that. I love that. So as we conclude this wonderful conversation that we're having, and I'm just continuing to fangirl over you because that essentially is what this podcast is. I just talk to people and then I fangirl over them and hopefully some other, like somebody else listens and they learn something, but then I leave just really excited about having a conversation with people. Um, But I mean, look, podcast is called the blank project because it's an opportunity to fill in the blank with whatever we need or want wherever we are in life um and this could be really simple this could be really complex um this could be something you want to speak out loud so myself my listeners us as a community can come alongside you and support you in it could be whatever so um if you had an opportunity to fill in the blank space for yourself what would you fill it with hmm that is such a good question um well, you know, if there's anyone out there that's trying to be matchmaker and wants to <laughs> fill in my blank space with my husband, have at it. <laughs> you know um, what? You don't know who could be listening. We could, you can really be in your bag right now. <laughs> I know that is very true. Yeah, no. And, you know, I, I say that, but I think in full transparency, like I'm actually in a good place. Like, yes, I do desire to be married at some point, but you know, I'm also enjoying this season of singleness that I think yeah. sometimes we don't, I think sometimes we women equate being single with being lonely. And it's like, mm. no, like just enjoy it and have fun because at some point when you are not single, you will have someone that you're accountable to, to where like you may not be able to just be able to hop up and go out or go do whatever you want to do. But um, I think the biggest thing as far as like filling in my blank space would just be um, continued growth and confidence just to keep pushing. So I think for people who are listening and, you know, maybe they're my friends or whether they're people and they follow me on Instagram or whatever that looks like, I think maybe sometimes if, because I think if this is normal, we all do it, but I know sometimes I can get into my head a little too much mm-hmm. um, and maybe go into a hiding phase, but I think just people to, who know me to really hold me accountable to keep pushing, to not stop just being at the NFL or just being in New York, but like to keep pushing the limit um, and pushing, I guess, like the imaginary lid on what God can do in my life and just to keep going for my goals and my dreams and to not stop. Like, and there's a quote by Emma Bombeck that is like my life's quote. And it says, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. And I just think that, you know, if people could just hold me accountable in that, um, to not just, you know, become stuck or comfortable or complacent and operating in one lane, but to fully operate in all the gifts and talents God has given me, then I think that would be greatly appreciated. 
well, look, I don't know if everybody's going to hold you accountable, but you already know my foot will always stay on your neck so you can be successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I know that by experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I just, I want to thank you um, for joining me today, for having this conversation um, and for doing so um, honestly and transparently. And um, once again, I just want to publicly congratulate you and celebrate you for your success and how you continue to be successful in 2022 because you were just, you were just that boss. I don't know what else to tell you. You just are who you are. And that person is pretty freaking amazing to me so just in case you know maybe somebody is like hey I want to get to know her more like what in the world is going on like maybe I you know maybe I need to put her on my vision board for when I am successful in the athletic world blah blah blah, yada 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 um how can people get in contact with you maybe they need a mentor bro maybe they maybe they want you they want to be under your umbrella (laughs) how would they do that Yeah, people can, um, they can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. It's at I am E Ashley Smith. Um, People sometimes like, what's the E for? Elizabeth is my real name. So there you go. You have my government name, Elizabeth Ashley Smith. But yes, people can follow me on that. um, Or they can shoot me an email at contact at I am E Ashley Smith. um, And I will be sure to reply. Yeah, I thank you so much. I appreciate you. Woo! <laughs> Thanks for having me, Aspen. I appreciate you too.